my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast with the courage to challenge Zach Bagans and his boys to a ghost off. I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. And Eric, it's Savannah. <laughs> it's different here. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, we have to just jump right into the episode, no preamble, because this episode opens with the highest stakes of any episode ever in the Ghost Adventures canon so far. We're in the historic town of Savannah, Georgia, investigating the Moon River Brewing Company. This is the place. I want to tell you how serious the is. It's gonna get very, very dicey. What do you mean dicey? Dicey, dangerous. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna see if you pick up on what you're supposed to pick up on. I just, hold on a second, man. I just felt like a jolt of electricity. This is Savannah. It's different here. It's the most haunted building in the most haunted city in America, Savannah, Georgia, at the Moon River Brewery, where Savannah's been a battleground in every war in America. There's been four fires, a bunch of disease, there's yeah. a bunch of paved over <laughs> graveyards, and of course, on the first shot, it is the wettest haunting that oh. they've been involved in. Zach is the moistest <laughs> boy. He, he also, like, it looks like they were hiding underneath something, and they're like, Zach, you just have to introduce the the episode. You have to do it. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And they were like, dude, you have to do it. And he runs. He just, you hear him just, he yeah. just runs out into the middle of the street, and he turns around soaked, and he's like, oh, hey, this uh Savannah, Georgia, uh, uh, fucking, let's go. And he just cuts yeah. right through it. No bullshit. He's yeah. done. Well, there is some bullshit because he delivers the word patron with the most interesting oh, inflected. patrons. It's a patron. It sounds like a fucking transformer that's made to, like, <laughs> accept credit cards. It's the next It's the next COVID variant. <laughs> Just a, a quick overview of the haunting. This, this hotel was built in 1821. And like the Birdcage Theater before this... It catered to some of the ne'er-do-wells of society. There, there's a lot of reasons why it might be haunted. Yellow fever came through, and it's where a lot of the hotels, including that one, was transformed into, like, a ward for victims of the yellow fever. Yeah. Which is why they think a lot of children ghosts are there. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, like, catacombs of tunnels underneath because they thought that the yellow fever would like was floating in the air above in the streets in the miasma. I do love that every generation dealing with plagues it like we're we're in covid still and you know these fucking people we can laugh that they were like going through underground tunnels because they thought they would avoid the yellow fever in the air <laughs> and we got ivermectin and hydro hydrochlorophen 
quid. But like even even like less than that, it wasn't long ago. It was it was only like a year ago where I was washing my groceries with bleach. That's I was bleaching true. my vegetables. That's true. We were and we weren't we weren't shaking hands with people. We weren't hugging our fucking friends. Yeah, we were do, again just to avoid like anything. Somebody somebody said, "Hey, you might want to wash your mail," and then every piece of mail I had was wet. <laughs> you may want to wash your mail. <laughs> oh man, God, Joel, never start doing meth. If you ever start doing meth, you will die so fast from just like pure paranoia. <laughs> I'm freaked out. I've never freaked out like this, ever. I don't know if I, I don't know. The only thing that they offer, the witnesses offer as credible history for a potential haunting is an altercation between yeah. Dr. Philip Minus and J who everybody loved, and James Stark, <laughs> who no one liked apparently, uh, had an altercation and Minus shot James Stark. And this is a quote from the owner, Gene Becko, he shot him through his side, into his th his heart, through his scapula, and into the kitchen door. And, like, through his arm, too. Yeah. Scapula's part of the arm, but okay. Okay, yeah, and yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. I read it. shit. I, I was trying to be a jerk, and I felt bad because I love you. <laughs> you can't be mean to my friends. Uh, yes, funnies. you can. Yes, you can. When have I ever been mean to you? When we first met. I did. You farted on me, you <laughs> ass. <laughs> it was my way of trying to make friends. As a fat you kid. What, set, you what, set marking me? You fucking weirdo. <laughs> Memories. This story is told by many people, but it started by uh, James Caskey, the author and tour guide, who was wearing uh, a very nice red shirt. <laughs> oh, the fucking this dork! Ow! Yeah, who has the audacity, the audacity to correct Zach Bagans and oh, says, yeah. say that Savannah is the most haunted city in america while they're both having a leaning competition these two are leaning so hard it looks like like there are like midway through a fucking football game and it's not looking good yeah. we gotta talk strategy here and he's and he's like you're not going to want to mess with these ghosts i'll correct you there it's the most haunted city in the united states dude serious Gene Becko, after this story, looks at Zach and says, They shot him good. Which is just a great, like, stab. Oh, yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be an Aaron line. Well, Gene, Gene knows his business. Gene knows that he needs to... This is a free advertisement for the fucking brewery that he owns, so he might as well ham it up for the camera. But it is after this where James, our redshirt nerd boy, Zach is like, uh, if we use their names... Or is that going to, like, stir him up? And then James. <laughs> mm. I want to caution you against taunting the ghosts too terribly much here. There have been some violent incidents. Nerd! Nerd! Um, I would caution you too terribly much. Too, just too terribly much. I'd caution you. I, I'd be a caution. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, and then another interaction between these two that is 
really easy to miss. Mm. So James is describing the kind of people that would like gather there. And he's like, yeah. he's like, they would drink, they would gamble, they would party. And, and, and you can hear, I can't understand what Zach said, but it sounds like Zach is saying, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, James quickly again, like cuts him off and puts a hand in front of him and goes, it means there's going to be a lot of violence. <laughs> and it's such a like school marm moment of just shut yeah. down. Oh no, James James is like a professional wet blanket, which is such a fun energy against Zach. Call me a killjoy, but I think that because this is not to my taste, no one else should be able to enjoy it. I think Zach re realizes that he needs to create dramatic tension because that shot cuts to Zach taking to the camera with a look and then it cuts. There's no audio, but I feel like Zach obviously edited it to make it feel like, ooh, this is intense. But you know in that moment, Zach turned to his bros, it's like, oh. Tell me not to hit him. <laughs> Dude, hold me back. I'm about to start taunting right now, bro. Dude, we're gonna rile him up. We're gonna rowdy these ghosts up, bro. Don't tell me what to do. Zach mentions that Savannah was burned very uh, famously during the uh, Civil War, mm -hmm. and I don't re I don't really enjoy Zach's tone in this sex <laughs> section, where he describes Sherman's march on to Savannah as a destructive march, uh, and they cut to a Confederate memorial. Mm. A little bit, mm, Zach. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> <sighs> William Tecumseh Sherman led a destructive march through Georgia, ending in Savannah. We have to honor the fallen and brave <laughs> Confederates that were just fighting for their freedom. <laughs> oh, yeah, he could have dropped a little states' rights in there. You've brought up in the past that Aaron does look like he is consistently ready for a race war, so... Yeah, I, I, I do have a feeling that he thinks that the Confederate flag looks cool, but he doesn't know anything about it. I think him and Zach probably have a Confederate flag belt buckle. <laughs> yeah. It's the British flag. It's British. I was going to say, I'm almost, I'm almost positive it's because they like Kid Rock. Oh. They think they're a cowboy. Wiki, wiki, whatever the fuck the Kid Rock says. <laughs> Go the Ghost Adventures team is to ghost hunting what Kid Rock is to country. Uh, you mean just a, a constant train wreck that's too entertaining to look away from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and change the game forever. I don't I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomach ache. We get some glimpses of a very important character in this episode just giving some expository dialogue. Uh, a one Murray Silver. Murray Silver. And oh. The first couple times that you see him on camera, he's just given he's just given exposition. You don't think too much of him. But oh boy, he comes back in a big, big way. And meanwhile, on the south side, it's south side. It's gonna get town, very, town, very town, dicey. Town. Murray Silver. Yay! I'm a fifth generation Savannah. Fifth generation, fifth, fifth what? generation. Felix, I want you to understand. See ya. This one's not doing well with you. Listen, pal. This is Savannah. This is Savannah. Yeah! It's different here. 
they say in this episode they had to turn away witnesses because there were so many witnesses and we get a bunch of stories we get we get a story from uh billy labuznisk the bartender who saw a big yes. black scary black spooky black and they see this black <laughs> mist uh, and they also talk about a ghost that could be a child ghost that they call Toby. And it's really important to remember that there's children ghosts here, given Zach's general approach to the location later. Toby, are you the little that keeps attacking women here? Dude, not cool. And then Murray is taking them through the upstairs where, again, in his opinion. Yeah. I don't feel like there's a lot of documentation about this, but in his opinion, they this is where they kept the yellow fever victims in a big room with only one fireplace and no air conditioning. Yeah, what is like? Is there any evidence that? Because they they really reference that a lot of people died in the attic. Well, I, I don't, it's, it's, it seems like circumstantial, right? Because uh, Chris Lewis, the general manager who looks like Buster from Arrested Development and has a similar, similar <laughs> level of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he, he, he had bottles thrown at him, which, you know, fine. You know, he, he's, that's triggering as hell for him. Cause he's had lots of shit thrown at him. Yeah, he's a very uncomfortable through boy. his life. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that general look. <laughs> he just says a lot of the hotels were converted to uh, hospitals for yellow fever. Again, they don't reference they don't reference anything specifically about this place. In my opinion, there are a lot of people who died on the third floor because their energy is still is still so you can there. feel it. Feel it. You can see it. Can you smell that? It smells really bad. That does right here. Oh, it smells like like horse. Yeah. Murray takes him up to where he says, in his opinion, this is where they had the the victims, and this is this is when he tells Zach that uh, he publishes a book, a guidebook yes. to uh, paranormal Savannah, and this is where Murray fucking takes the keys from Zach and he just takes control oh, of the show. He is fully driving the show at this point and Zach is a very willing passenger because not only is he driving but he is slowly and sensually giving Zach such an ego handy like mm -hmm. the entire drive. Mhm. Mm it's it's amazing. He is in charge, and he is a he is a giving leader. Oh my God, you! Because the thing is, witches and warlocks. <laughs> we know that Zach Bagans. Every fucking guest he has on, he talks over. This is oh, the yeah. only time in all of Ghost Adventures that I can remember where someone talks over Zach. Yeah, constantly. And he just laps it up like the little fucking dog that he is. Oh, just, man. Mm. No, this, I mean, Murray Silver is like exuding cigar dad energy so heavily. It starts in this moment in the attic where he's talking about the release party of his, his guidebook to Haunted Savannah. 
And he he mentions that this good Catholic girl who doesn't believe in all this <laughs> shit <Yeah>. got attacked <laughs> physically. Yeah. And then Murray drops the fucking bomb where he changes the power dynamic immediately where he looks at Zach with the like most mm-hmm face <laughs> in the world as he just locks eyes with Zach and says, and I brought that woman here. She's here now. I've invited her here today to talk to you. She's here. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> right after that, he just keeps the momentum because they get down to the bottom of the stairs and he's like, he's like, listen, listen, you guys, I'm not fucking around, okay? <laughs> and then, like, Zach does this, like, little motion, like, as though they're going to, like, shut off the cameras or something. Well, but Nick they does. Keep the cameras Nick running. does. Yeah, Nick does. Nick does. But Aaron keeps rolling because Aaron's like, what are you doing? Yeah, Aaron's an actual fucking professional. He doesn't... <laughs> this episode has a couple examples, and we've seen this before, where Zach demands that the cameras get shut off, and Aaron is just like, no. This is what He's you like, hired I'm not, me for. I'm not coming back here. I'm filming it all. Murray's ability to build suspense at the bottom of the stairs just stops oh, Zach yeah. in his tracks. He's like, listen, I'm not playing around with this shit. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's bleeping up a storm. And he's like he's like listen here. He's like I don't know you. I don't know you fella. But like <laughs> hear me out. And he's like she listen. Everything this woman says is gospel. This is where this is where she was attacked and she ain't been here since. <laughs> and let me let me talk about Murray Silver here because on the surface, he is an overly confident just ghost bro. But I did a deep dive, Eric. And oh, oh my god. I'm so excited. I didn't realize that they had a legit celebrity on there, considering that Zach Bagans only credited him as author and paranormal investigator, which is a bit selling him short. Oh. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. All right, Zach, you're in the middle frame. There's no wait a minute. Yeah, no, I know, but this There's is... no wait a minute. You said it, man. Zach, look. Mound up. He is a fifth-generation Savannian. He got his start in the music business booking shows with his dad. Uh, some of his uh, accomplishments in that industry were uh, booking Fleetwood Mac's first-ever American show. What? He went on to book for the, like the next decade. He would like work with, you know, the Grateful Dead, the Beatles, like huge acts. And he then became a professional photographer for the music industry. He wrote a book called Great Balls of Wait, Fire. I mean, all of this sounds like the sort of thing that an old guy would would bullshit at you at a bar. Except for it's true, he wrote the book Great Balls of Fire about Jerry Lee Lewis, which was made into a movie starring Dennis Quaid and Winona Ryder in the 80s. Wow, we <laughs> That's just some icing on the cake. You know what he spent the last uh before he before he just got dedicated to the paranormal, you know what he did, Eric? He was the personal liaison for the Dalai Lama. 
What? The Dalai Lama, I think it was, I think it was either a member of the Beatles or somebody introduced Murray to the Dalai Lama, and the Dalai Lama in, like implored Murray to stop what he was doing and begin the process of booking a, like a worldwide tour of Tibetan monks and Tibetan culture to, to introduce the West to not only the plight of the Lama and what's going on over there, but also to their culture and their religion in general. So he spent a decade working directly with the Dalai Lama. Oh my God. This is nuts. And then this motherfucker wow. shows up on Ghost Adventures with, oh. he had, the reason he's so confident about this spirit shit is that he's been hanging out with the fucking Lama talking about ghosts and shit and spiritual enlightenment for like the last decade like wow he is, he is so far <laughs> above zach bagans it, it, it that's why if this is the 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 like obi-wan kenobi moment oh yeah oh, you yeah. know this is he he's like well of course i know him he's me you know <laughs> this is that's the moment you know because zach's like that's why zach is so starstruck absolutely yeah of course, because again, he, he credits him as paranormal investigator and author, not personal friend of the fucking Dolly Lop. Like, what the oh. fuck? <laughs> what well, the fuck, dude. Also, to be fair, though, he is playing Zach like a fiddle. Oh, oh. With when I learned about Mer Murray's backstory, I I saw this in a completely different light. It wasn't. It it's just a a fucking guy. It's just like a professional paranormal person, so far beyond Zach, just being like, mm, "You're in my territory now, boy. Let's see how <laughs> you Savannah. dance on my strings." It's Savannah. <laughs> it's uh -uh. different. It's different. <laughs> that's the moment that's the moment that you know that zach is completely under his thumb like you said he's he's jerking zach's ego he he's jerking zach's oh, yeah. ego. he's like i think you were meant to be here yeah and he's like well yeah no like we we we, we read the address and we like came here and he's like no 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 it's savannah it's savannah it's fake it's <laughs> and I mean Murray sends him through like a fucking quest oh yeah he this is a hero's journey for Zach I'm not gonna say nothing I'm gonna see if you pick up on what you're supposed to pick up on I'm not gonna tell him but there's a couple places here if he's for real he's gonna find it and if he ain't for real I'm gonna know it he sends him through the, the task of be, being rewarded with the title of spookiest boy yeah. Spookiest power boy, and he passes with flying colors. I don't know, but I'm not playing with this stuff. I told you, cameraman, I said, we're going to find out if the guy has any sensibility or sensitivity to this at all. As far as I'm concerned, you passed the test. Well, right before this, Zach gets tased by a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Because Murray's right in the middle of talking, and he's like, whoa, whoa. And he's like, I just got shocked through my body. And then it, like, you know, you get this weird, like, very embarrassed sort of look from Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> he, where, where so like, bad. it's like, and I think, and I'm wondering if it's, if it's like, if it's like, Zach forgot to bring his antidepressants, and he's getting brain zaps. 
Like he's coming off his his Wellbutrin a little too hard, and he's getting brain zaps. And Aaron's like, "Oh shit, man! Mm. God, we forgot his fucking meds." Zach, do you do you feel sad? I don't know what I feel, bro. Murray is a fucking. Steven Seagal level of confidence and skill of directing that ego manipulation on Zach to the point where a person we have spent almost two seasons with is completely oblivious to the words of other people is just by the end of his interaction just desperate for any sort of of breadcrumbs that Murray will get give him and oh, it's yeah. amazing he's, to he's, watch. He you you watch him set the hook and just reel this boy in. Reeling him in. But also also Joel very good because Steven Seagal would play him in a movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you if if Steven Seagal didn't put all that sharpie in his fucking goatee, he could play Mr. Silver. Uh, yeah, I'm a paranormal investigator. I work I work very closely. I work very closely with the Dalai Lama. Uh, you know, I'm a per- I'm a personal friend of uh, of uh, George Harrison from the Beatles that I booked. Uh, Do you know Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, I wrote a book about uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, I also wrote about a, a book about Elvis. It was too it was too controversial to be published. That's also true. He wrote a book about Elvis. It was too controversial to be published. It's wow. just out there somewhere. Oh, I wa- Oh, I'm. Ooh, that sounds good, dude. Murray, Murray, man, it's. We watched a fucking out of nowhere with no knowledge of who this person is. We watched a like living legend just cross the screen, fucking dominate Zach, put him under his little thumb, and then just fuck off to whatever else he was doing because he's Murray fucking Silver. Well, out of breath because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. They go out to try and find one of the other entrances to the tunnel, which involves Zach breaking into a construction site after almost ruining a woman's day by sm- who was smoking a cigarette, <laughs> yes. trying to get some peace, and this goth bro just rounds yeah. the corner with a camera crew. This is their this is their little their little like Mission Impossible moment for the episode, where he's like, "Okay, you guys watching out? You're watching out for me," and like they're like, "Yeah, we're we're looking out," you know. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do something highly illegal and pretty badass." <laughs> he hops down into this like bunch of grass and like walks over to this little thing and he's like, You guys, there's something alive in here. And then he opens it <laughs> and looks in, and a fucking stray cat comes flying out at him. And Aaron is the happiest ever. Oh, dude! He, he just cannot believe that a cat just jumped out at Zach. He he gives a full yeah, <laughs> yeah. reaction. Okay, okay, but also Joel, again, mm-hmm. another fucking sign that Zach has been hexed because oh, oh okay, yes. he is he is vexed by birds, cats, mm-hmm. snakes, mm-hmm. and dark hornets. Yeah. This is this is yeah. some witch fucking hexed him at like fucking bobby mackies or something 
I think I think you were right when you said that he's he's just so far into because he's like an he's like he is a necromancer and the natural world. He's gone so far into the paranormal that the normal is trying to kill him. You know, that's probably why he's based in fucking Las Vegas, because it's a it's a place where only humans can live. And shitty pigeons. Shitty pigeons. Shitty pigeons with little hats glued on their heads. <laughs> every time he, he can't go to the Tropicana Aquarium because every time he walks through there... All the puffer fish at once go... <laughs> just burst up. <laughs> the fucking great white shark smashes through the glass. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. It is time for the lockdown of Moon River Brewery. And honestly, you can honestly. Honestly, I want to be honest with you. You can you can usually tell in these episodes how much evidence and craziness is going to happen by how early they get into the lockdown. Oh, and yeah. This starts pretty like as it's so crazy because Murray has so much presence. He stands up so much as a as a as a feature of this episode, but he's only there for like two minutes. Like, they get into the lockdown early. I wish that they let fucking Murray stay with them for the the lockdown. I think, honestly, Zach's ego is probably too fragile to actually allow that. Zach realized that if Murray came along on the ghost hunt, it would just be the Murray show, the fucking Murray <laughs> Paranormal Express. <laughs> Zach would be trying to establish the X cameras. He'd be like... No, 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 no. Let me tell you where those X cameras go. Listen, Aaron, you're a simple boy. <laughs> but the way the, the where you're putting these X's down, that's not going to do you any good. He wouldn't even address Aaron because remember, <laughs> on the original quest, he took looked to Zach and he was like, "Listen, I told your cameraman." Yeah. <laughs> So he would just, in the, in the lockdown, he would just look at Zach and be like, listen, your cameraman put some X's down. I don't think he knows what they're about. He needs to go to where the vortex of spiritual energy is. He doesn't know a damn thing about the spiritual realm. <laughs> I do. Follow me, Murray. Is that the, like, the, like, Ghost Adventures Bechdel test? Is, like, whether, <laughs> whether people treat uh, Aaron like a person or not? <laughs> yeah if somebody talks to aaron and they're not talking and they're talking directly to aaron but they're not just talking about zach then it yeah. passes the the goodwin test mm -hmm. the goodwin test <laughs> i don't think there's a single episode that's passed but you know actually wait the only person that talks to aaron about aaron is Sheila. Oh boy. I think this man is evil. But you know what is funny is that he really doesn't like you the most. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. He does he he doesn't like men, but he really hates you. <laughs> but it's negative. The only time he gets directly talked to about himself, it's very negative. If Gak were uh the A team, <laughs> uh Aaron would be the Vane. <laughs>
when we're getting into lockdown, like some things to really consider as Gene locks them in, he fist bumps them with a middling degree of efficiency. They do add explosion sound effects to each fist connection, which is pretty <laughs> oh, fun. Shit, I did not notice that. Before I say This is a place where they say that a huge portion of the spirits are children's ghosts. But man, Zack's energy in this is a bit weird considering how he likes to think of himself as like a person that doesn't taunt like non-evil spirits. Because he's just an asshole a hundred percent of the time through this episode. Right. Well, I mean, he he does get interrupted their first oh, interaction yes. with the ghosts is he's still in the middle of explaining where their x cameras are and suddenly there's chain dragging from the from the, the floor above them and yes, everyone uh, freaks out and it's a fucking scooby-doo chase scene. zach is explaining where the x cameras go and he's making sure that Aaron remembers because he's like, oh, this is where people saw the lady in white. Remember, Aaron? Do you remember that when you were filming it? Do you know what a lady is? A lady wearing <laughs> white? The color white? Yeah, bro. Do you know what a lady is? Nick's got my back. You've ever seen pussy in your life? Bro. <laughs> oh, he's got my back, bro. Dude. No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't, dude. Be with they all go on this epic, like, running quest. Aaron has the camera. He's following Nick and Zach as they're sprinting up flights of stairs. And every fucking time Zach enters a room, he is so aggro. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I think it's because he's been charged up. <laughs> he, he fucking uh, Murray Silver paranormally edged him too hard. Oh, big time. Obviously, you're supposed to be here. Yeah. I, I, I think I am now. Everything you say to me. So Zack is super aggro because maybe he's had enough time to reflect on the fact that this paranormal zaddy just completely dominated him on his own show. And so he, every room he enters, he's just like, I demand you speak to me. Lo, I am upon you. I come from the mountain above with a message. I am your master now, <laughs> Zach Bagans. Know the name, speak it, fear it. Your vortex is forfeit, <laughs> it is mine. They, they go up in this action scene, all the flights of stairs, and they don't find anything. They, they keep hearing like little noises and they take a moment to pause after this and they're all out of breath, including Aaron. Which you said who is not a health goth, but motherfucker was the one that was running after them with the camera as well. And he kept up with them. He, he his cinematography in this action scene was act was pretty fucking good. You gotta he, give well, it to him. Well, I mean, he he probably is actually the healthiest of the three. Yeah. He is actually the healthiest, but like he doesn't look like a health goth. Because, like, you know, he's not skinny and, like, you know, built. He is not skinny. He is not as built. But he's actually a professional fucking cinematographer. No, he's he's doing his job. He doesn't want to come back. He wants no, to get it over no. with. 
what he doesn't know is that the harder he works, it's not going to be over faster. It's just going to be more work. Oh, God, you just triggered, like, half of the millennial generation who's been trying to, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe if I work really hard at this Trader Joe's, they're going to give me a bonus. Oh, nope, no bonus. That's how it worked for my parents. They just worked really hard, and then they got to, like, retire. Oh, I worked really hard, and I just got to get assigned more people's work with no extra compensation. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. And now I don't have health insurance to cover the heart attack I'll eventually have. <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. They're setting up the X cameras. They f Zach finally gets to the end of the X camera setup explanation. He's like, and I wasn't interrupted, but we're coming for you. And we're not scared at ostensibly what is being set up is a place that's filled with the ghosts of children so i'm really glad that zach is taking this moment to yell at a bunch of kids i guess like like even if toby is a mischievous little asshole who like like pokes people and throws rocks and like it's a kid ghost zach maybe fucking tone down the aggro like he's a master taunter he wants to get a reaction if these kids died in a horrible way he's gonna exacerbate that <laughs> but the kids are gonna be like if i'm a kid ghost and i hear somebody be like hey you little prick i'm gonna beat the shit out of you or whatever fucking zach's going off like i'm gonna just hide i'm not gonna come out i'm sorry joel i can't help but imagine like next on pbs <laughs> kid ghost kid ghost and then Zach Bagans is a villain. He's like, oh, I'm going to come find you. And if I'm going to be mean. And all the kids ghosts got to be like, oh, I would watch the fuck out of that. They would all the kid ghosts would start talking to Aaron. And then Aaron would have to surreptitiously like try and help the kid ghosts get away from Zach. We need a new gritty reboot of Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. Zach Bagans Zach is the Bagans. heel. Oh, 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 that'd be so good. And Aaron is the person that keeps trying to prevent Zach from finding Casper. Like, yeah. the last shot is them, like, packing up their equipment, and Zach is just like, God doggone it. No evidence. Again, I can't believe it. And Aaron's just like, Yeah, bro. It's so weird that that didn't work, bro. And then he looks off to the corner and gives, like, a gives big a wink. wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'd have to be a scene where, like, where Zach is, like, looking into the camera and he's like, you know, ghosts don't perform on command. And he just turns and goes, <laughs> perform for me! Now! <laughs> Come on! Aaron kind of nods, but it, like, cuts to a flashback of Aaron hanging out with Casper. And Aaron's like, bro, do a sick fucking ollie. <laughs> and then the Casper fucking is on a skateboard. He's like, yeah, I just performed on command. That's <laughs> so stupid. I hate Kid Ghost. I'm, I don't want to watch Kid Ghost. <laughs> I love that we created, fell in love with, and then immediately shit on and ruined Kid Ghost all in the space of two seconds. <laughs> that's, that's how our minds work. Good God, it gets worse. They, they get back onto the second floor and already, like, Zach, Zach is doing his narration. It's, he's interrupted again. And... He throws open the door and he he looks at the camera and he like does a big swallow like I'm I'm a little I'm a little out of breath because there's a lot of stuff going on. Gosh. 
Gorsh, Gorsh, Maxi, you have a connection to the spiritual realm. <laughs> You're gonna find your dead mother. Don't try and contact your mother, Maxi. But why, Dad? Just don't, you little prick. I told you not to. Because she's dead. She's dead from natural causes. It was nothing that I did. <laughs> I didn't drop a safe on her head. Oh, I didn't strangle her with my big black toes or anything. <laughs> it is canon. It is canon that, that Goofy's wife is dead, right? I don't know if it's canon, but she's certainly not in the picture. And, you know, maybe that's why Goofy is so goofy is because he's got a lot of guilt on his conscience. Yeah, he had a psychological break. He was a very serious yeah. character before his wife died. Yeah, and it was, you know, it wasn't murder. It was an a it was a foot fetish related accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She she was like Wait, wait, who had the foot fetish? Cuz I imagine it might have been her because he always has he always has his feet sticking out of his his oh, shoes. Yeah, no, he's He's got those just gigantic fucking feet and those bulbous toes. <laughs> she liked those. Yeah, and he he was like on the bed one night. He he like he sprayed a bunch of easy cheese, and he was just like, "Look, baby, it's the leading tower of cheesa." And then she tried to lick all of that easy cheese <laughs> off of his bulbous fucking feet, <laughs> and she choked to death. Wait, I need to Google Goofy. <laughs> Goofy movie foot fetish. You're gonna get a, a lot of pictures of him using his feet to catch fish. Wait, oh yeah, that's right. Nobody else but you. When he's hanging out with the Polly Shore dog, you know Max has the Polly Shore dog oh. over, and then he's like, "Oh, the Leaning Tower of Cheesa," and it like Hitchcock zooms into Goofy's face as it like flashes moments of that night of his oh. wife choking to death on his cheese-covered feet. I'm gonna send you an image. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, like, a few minutes ago we were talking about just, uh, like, destroying what we love, and then, like, two minutes <laughs> later we're on a, a goof, goofy foot fetish murder tangent? <laughs> okay, okay oh, God. I see, I see the link says fur affinity, so I'm already, like, just strapping in here. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh... I don't know. I guess I know what I'm doing tonight. Per Nick's quality as a as a taunter, he posts up a A plus question of Do you still think this is the city hotel? <laughs> yeah. Do you Do you eat oysters? Uh, Are you afraid of death? Is there a lady here that doesn't, doesn't like, like guys? men? <laughs> I could just see Murray Silver watching this episode and be like, that boy doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, he's just watching in the editing room with Zach and he's like, guy's got to go. He's cramping your style. Zach, after that episode premieres, Zach gets a call from Murray Silver and it's like, listen, man, I'm, I'm not fooling around with this shit, okay? You have to let him go. 
<laughs> I'm not fucking around with you. You know me. You know I wouldn't do that to you. I showed this episode to the Dalai Lama, and he said Nick doesn't have it. The camera pig can stay. <laughs> the camera pig. <laughs> Your camera pig can stay, but that boy is going to get reincarnated as a fucking ant. Cut him off. <laughs> for real, though, the energy coming from Nick for this for the remainder of this episode... I have a theory. I think that Nick saw this in t- the intensity of the bromance between mm-hmm. Zach and Murray, and that is the interaction he wants. And he's seeing that he is losing. He's losing Zach. And oh yeah. I think that that influences every decision he makes in this episode. Right after this, they get the first EVP, which is a laugh. It's so scary. So I have to put this on the table, Eric. This is either a full-on, like, oh my god, or it's a just a dude. Because it's like 9 p.m. Right. The Moon River Brewery is like in the middle of Savannah. God damn it. And it's also, like, from the outside isn't it sharing a wall with some apartments? That, and it's also literally on the waterfront, so it's like the most trafficked place. I'm skeptical about some of these EVPs, except for one, because we get we get a couple <laughs> we get a couple things in a row. Because um, after they get that laugh, uh, they they're fi- they find themselves at the staircase where the the foreman's daughter, uh, the foreman's wife was pushed by a ghost and this is where they get the second evp where he's like come on do it let's go let's see it do it again do it okay joel yeah so for the longest time you know you've put that sound in the intro of the show (laughs) yeah i thought that was me (laughs) that sounds so much like me yes when he goes do it that sounds just like me it does play them together do it that sounds just (laughs) like me this is freaky dude and he he yells that and a a female voice that they capture (laughs) says I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like, again, some, like, fucking drunk lady outside. Like, her friends are trying to pull her into, a, like, a cab to get her home. And she's like, I don't wanna. Yeah, same with the cackle. All of those, we're going to call them bros because they're either really good or they're just, like, somebody outside. And they cut back from commercial on motherfucking cyberpunk cosplay, Zach. He's got the word gun. As he says, we have to take it to the scientific side, which is the silliest thing that I can imagine because there's nothing less scientific than this device. Magic everywhere in this bitch. Every time Zach describes the word gun, like, describes what it does, I just imagine him violently doing air quotes like (laughs) like spirits can use the word 
yeah. database through different frequencies. We talked about this in the previous episode where they introduced the word gun, that it is so unreliable that it, no one uses them anymore. Right. Because you're you're just as likely to pull out intelligent responses or, or relevant responses by just picking words out of a hat. <laughs> but this thing is so unreliable that its string of coherent and relevant words actually does seem like decent proof because this bullshit device gets a lot of things in a row that's right. This gun-looking thing I have right here has a sensor and a word database inside of it. Uh, spirits can manipulate this word database by uh, exerting different spiritual energies uh, in choosing <laughs> words that they wish to communicate with us. He puts the device on Aaron and then suddenly goes, gender, sister, and then Aaron <laughs> goes, are you talking to me? <laughs> are you saying that that ghost almost outed Aaron? It's it's trying to out him. Are are you saying that this this whole time Aaron is really just waiting to blossom into his true self? <laughs> true gender hidden. Are you saying that in season twenty six we're gonna see Aaron Goodwin, but spelled like E R I N, Ooh. and he's gonna have like fucking rocking tits? Oh man, big step, big step in transition. <laughs> uh, he, you know, that is a big step, Aaron Goodwin. If we're listening to you, and you are in fact gender sister, we encourage you, as come find me in the dark, to take the big step in transition. Gender sister sounds like the lamest drag name. <laughs> gender sister. <laughs> Or a pretty, like, middle-of-the-road female pop-punk band. Oh, Gender yeah. Gender Sister. Yeah, no, that could be, like, some, like, Pussy Riot. That's the that's the American version of Pussy Riot, because they're too scared gender to say sister. Pussy Riot. They <laughs> just say Gender Sister. Given what we've talked about on the show, I am going to have to ask you to reduce the amount of times you say pussy, because if Zach does listen to this, he'll never listen to it again, because he'll you'll scare him off. Oh, yeah. He'll, 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 he, he wants some bleeps on that. He's going to want to bleep on that. Yeah, we're going to have to bleep that. Don't worry, Zach. We'll bleep it out. There's Don't no band worry. he hates more than Pussy Riot. Sorry. Uh, gender Sister. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm running, dude. What? I don't know why. And then it goes haywire. And I don't know if it's editing to suggest like all that like static is on the screen. And then we get the top tier oh oh my god evp this, this one's an absolute oh my god fucking it's again the same sort of shit as as last time where it mentions god but it just sounds so metal and so hellraiser and so scary this sounds so close mm -hmm. and specific there isn't a debate about it this is like a fucking creepy voice right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is one of those multi-layered bits of evidence that I love because all their equipment starts going down, nothing's working, all the power is fluctuating, and then this thing says clear as day, it's the god. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that's the shit that nightmares are made out of and I love it. I love yeah. it. 
It's really good. And it's and it's uh also like nice and uh like enigmatic, you know? Like what the fuck does that mean? Something knows what Zack is doing and then doesn't approve. <laughs> Sending all its cats and dark bees. <laughs> Yeah, luckily that building was sealed because it's just being circled by thousands of alley cats right now. Yeah, meanwhile outside, there's drunk people laughing and chatting and saying, <laughs> I don't wanna. Meanwhile, in the streets, there's cats and fucking snakes and there's birds circling in a vortex over top. And yeah, it's like, it's like 1 a.m. and like a single car drives past and like as their headlights hit the shadows, it's just like constant green eyes flashing just waiting for their moment <laughs> and then suddenly just bees hitting the windshield what was that noise what the hell was that it keeps coming no dude i just heard that I, I love the fucking the canonical fiction universe that we're creating around Zach. It's really fucking a lot of fun. <laughs> so after after the fucking it's the god, um, the stupid glasses actually do something cool because Zach decides to be like, I'm going to renovate this thing. And he puts a ladder up. And right when Aaron gets the glasses fixed, the speak and spell voice comes in and says, remove step. Yeah. And, and, and then they ask what the voice is going to do if they don't. And it says, yell. Yeah. And again, this is a bullshit piece of technology that doesn't work. So the fact that it works this well is really weird. Yeah. Like it sucks so hard that it, the fact that it is good for this long of a stretch of three words in a row is really interesting. But you also don't know if, like, they spent a good, like, three hours up there and, like, it True. was just, like, <laughs> saying just dumb shit. It's just talking to Aaron Goodwin about all of the things that it knows about him. It's the only thing in this episode that passes the Goodwin test. <laughs> the, the fucking speak and spell word gun do you like me do you like me nick feels something like touch him so that's where he pulls out the he pulls out the like the stool and he sits down and he's like are there any women here who don't like men you know which is like a mm -hmm. common uh uh taunt that these boys like to use uh yeah <laughs> and i'm like yeah no shit nick if there's any women here they don't like you they use this taunt both on ghost adventure investigations and at their local pub and eatery <laughs> are there any girls here that don't like guys well here let me give you more reasons tired all you feminazis ruining everything some earthen vessel is going to be seated by me tonight <laughs> Well, this is when, this is when they get another EVP of, like, a scream, mm. and, yeah. uh, and this is when, uh, Aaron summons his best Patrick Star and goes, it's the yell! And it was, yeah. it's so fucking spot on, it's so good. 
<laughs> they hear that scream and everyone's like, did you hear that scream? I wonder what that's about. And then Aaron's, <gasps> oh, it's the yell. He does a fucking like Goku Dragon Ball Z charge up of breath. Like, <gasps> it's the yell. They move down to the basement where things go pretty interesting, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you look weird, bro. Kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, The last thing that happens before everything goes weird is Aaron sees a ball of light fly into Nick's head. <laughs> oh my god! And this sets up the whole next sequence because instead of just keeping his goddamn mouth shut, Aaron goes, dude, something just flew into your head, bro. And it's just an orb, right? Yeah, and is this an orb? Then they continue. Then they just ignore the next twenty fucking orbs. This sequence is a perfect example of how little Zach cares for other people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because. Because as they were heading down here, we have a very... I, I We skipped over it because it's just so typical of Zack. No lights! If you're going to fall, you're going to fall. Forget about it. And then the, the only person with a bunch of camera equipment is like, I just want a little bit of light so I can see my feet. And then Zack says like, no, it's, it's okay. If you fall, you fall. Whatever. There's orbs everywhere. Non-fucking-stop. They're all feeling orbs. Nick and Zach both get, like, headaches and indigestion at the same time. It's so weird because we're it, what's what's on the show is discordant with what Zach is saying in the narration because Nick looks very uncomfortable and, like, he's, he's like, kind of shaking his head and then Zach sees his opportunity to be like, no, me, I'm the head boy. I'm the one that... I need, I'm the one with the headache. <laughs> I'm the one afflicted with tender head. And in the narration, it says, I started feeling this presence, and then it leapt to Nick. And you can see this orb leave my body and fly into Nick's head. And you, Did you see this? You don't see it leave. No, it doesn't leave him. It just moves towards Nick. It comes from camera left. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking Nick. about. It's It's insanity. The, the, they circle the orb, the orb <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Moves, moves from the left of frame into Nick directly. Zach is on the right of frame. Oh, There's no movement. Fucking Zachy oh, boy. Here. You I'm starting to smell some weird here. stuff too. Yeah, are you smelling that? It just hit me over here. Yeah. Kind of like sulfur. And so while they're fucking filming their like a leave ad. Yeah. <laughs> When headache plays <laughs> strikes, it can feel like an orb raging inside you. <laughs> so fucking Nick starts to look more and more fucked up. And then like he hears a knocking behind him and he's like bracing himself on things. And then he just goes full The Shining. He looks like he's legitimately pissed off. He does look really mad. He does look mad. But I also, I just, again, with my theory, Joel, mm -hmm. I have a feeling that this may be him trying too hard. 
to please Zach. To please Zach in a very roundabout way. <laughs> by giving him the first possession captured. Wait, is this the first? Well, no. Zach says it is. Zach says it is, but it's not. Yeah, that's going against continuity. Because if it if it is, then that means that Zach was lying. Nick gets eventually dragged out of this by Zach, and he, and Zach Zach does the like most callous thing that I've ever seen him do, where he's like, "Come here, come here, no, don't worry about it, man, don't worry." And like Nick's kind of like coming to off of this uh, apparent possession. Yeah. And Zach is just like Zach is like, "Come here, it's okay, it's okay." The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> And then he starts yelling at Aaron, like, Aaron, what the fuck is wrong with him? And Nick is just, like, looking stunned in this moment. And Aaron's like, I, I don't know, dude. And, and Zach is like, you talk to him. You talk to him. And just walks away from Nick. And then Nick just is like, I blacked out. And, of course, when they bring the evidence... To a couple of hillbillies... <laughs> Yeah, at the Greenbrier Paranormal Society with Sean Sullivan and his partner Kevin Gross. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's yeah. right in the same point of origin right too. Because where you see my fingers is this is where it comes in. I got a pretty good dang old idea what's going on. I tell you what, man, it. Sean Sullivan looks like he wants to eat Zach's asshole <laughs> all day, every day. He, dude's got a Ghost Hunters the television show tattoo. Oh, is that what that was? Yes, it's oh. the Ghost Hunters logo, which is funny because he's repping the Ghost Adventures main competitors at that time, which is pretty fun. And he's getting backed up by his bro, Kevin Gross, which Sean Sullivan looks like he wants to be Zach Bagans. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kevin Gross looks like he's getting ready for a date from ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> and it's a really yeah. fun energy. <laughs> you know, I really wish they brought it to Murray. Oh, I'd I love know. to hear Murray's take on I this. I know. Well, you know, he's got a lot of cigars to smoke and, like, steaks to eat and, like, dark beers to enjoy. Uh, actually, Eric, he oh. enjoys Belgian beers, but that's because of a spirit that was attached to him. One of his family members who used to drink Belgian beer, and when that was exercised from him, he realized how much he hates that beer and why he never really enjoyed it while he was drinking it, but he just drank it because he was appeasing a hungry ghost. I'm going to say that next time I just fuck up and eat too much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, it I can see the appeal of that kind of thinking because I was listening to that as I was shoving Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> I, paid 40, I paid $40, $40 for Little Caesars pizza because I got oh. it delivered from half a fucking city away because it's the only Little Caesars and I didn't want to drive. And I was eating it and I felt myself getting fatter and greasier. And I was like, I'm just feeding a hungry ghost. It's not actually Joel that wants this. I just need an exorcism, not exercise. <laughs> Coming from Come Fight Me in the Dark, it's our new weight loss program. Not exercise, but exorcism. exorcism. We get Deacon Kyle, we call Deacon Kyle, to be our expert. I am an exorcist. Tough guy, you're a strong guy, but what are you going to do on the spiritual level? 
are the new adventures of Bible Man. All right, there we go. Million dollar idea right there. <laughs> a paranormal and... weight loss program? Be as light as a ghost this summer. <laughs> If if we could get if we could sell that to Gwyneth Paltrow in a heartbeat, we can take a ten percent commission. Fucking retire, okay? I'm just saying. It's true. This ghost smells like my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before I made my pussy candles, it just smelled so bad until I had Murray <laughs> Silver suck the evil out of it, <laughs> like horse manure. Yeah, and I just realized that I was I had a horse ghost in there. And now I'm just feeling so much more sensation. <laughs> My yoni egg really, really <laughs> pulled that horse ghost out yeah. of me. Murray Silver reached elbow deep inside <laughs> of me and <laughs> pulled out the negative energy. And now he wears that jade egg around his neck. <laughs> Along with David uh, Bowie's toe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm very uncomfortable right now. So, 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 hang on. We have to return to the hillbillies explaining the uh, possession moment. They ask Nick, like, so what happened there? And he's like, well, I blacked out. And all I remember is voices in my head telling me, kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them. Kill them. I just couldn't help but imagine, like, maybe that's what Nick hears every time he closes his eyes. <laughs> every time he looks at Aaron, he's just like, kill him. Kill him. Kill, kill him. him. Kill him. <laughs> maybe that's why uh, they actually eventually broke up, is that they were really tired of sharing a hotel room with Nick and ha have him just sitting bolt right upright in the middle of the night, just be like, kill, 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 kill. Standing in the corner, standing in the corner of the room, just staring at them through the dark, only illuminated by an exit sign. Yeah, slowly just stroking his half-erect cock, just saying, <laughs> kill him. <laughs> kill him. I'm like, God damn it, Nick. <laughs> get some sleep. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Well, Eric, how would you rate this episode? What do um, you think? Well, okay, so it's going to get an A+. Plus for the uh, interviews just because of Murray Silver. Of course. I don't know. So there's no physical apparitions besides orbs. There's orbs and then there's the kind of light yeah. that they see. The kind of black thing that moves away from Nick that I didn't see, but they think they saw. So whatever. It was a light refraction. It wasn't good. Uh, the yeah. EVPs are very good. Mm, oh my god. Yeah. Um uh the possession was uh bad. I, so last episode was an 8 out of 10. I think this is this squeaks up to a dis, disregarding Murray and my love for him. This is like an 8.5. Wow. This is an 8 and a half out of 10. I like it a little bit more than the last episode. The possession is silly, but their acting is improving. It's much better and more believable than Zack's possession in the first season. This is much better. But the location is not 
nearly as interesting as the last episode. There's just not that much like direct history with this location. It's like a, a couple, a guy got shot. Maybe some people were put up there to die. Whatever. People are being sandwiched between <laughs> spiritual energy. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of sandwiching. There's a lot of sandwiching. Yeah. People getting and thrown downstairs with sandwiches. Nick being sandwiched between the, the bromance of Murray and Zach. The bread of, of Mr. Silver and Mr. Baggins. Which I guess that would make Aaron the pickle on the side. <laughs> yes! He's that piece of like wilted lettuce that it's that is presented on top of that no one ever eats. Yeah. You just throw that shit away. <laughs> lightly browned lettuce. Well, speaking of throwing away the lettuce, the lightly browned lettuce Ooh. of Aaron Goodwin. Let us challenge. <laughs> Let us thank you. Thank you for picking up the <laughs> joke that I should have been setting up. Let us challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. I don't think I'm going to battle Zach myself. Mm -hmm. I am going to utilize Nick. Ooh. I am going to battle Zach through Nick, through the power of possession. Um, and initially I thought I would just whisper in his ear, kill, 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 um, which I imagine would be the uh, kill order for him. But... I think that all I need to do is walk up to him and whisper, he loves him more than you. <laughs> he left you for him. And that, I think that's all I need to do to send him into <laughs> an absolute fury flurry. A Nova flurry. <laughs> Nova flurry. Nova flurry. I mean, the battle between Zach and Nick is what we've all been waiting for anyways. Yeah. It is like the Hound versus the Mountain. It is the Rock versus John Cena. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. I think that uh, I will simply utilize uh, Nick's love and heartache for the loss of Zack <laughs> to possess him, his soul, and his heart to uh, take take him out. I have a similarly passive thing to to add, and I don't think it's it's contextual to this episode. I think the challenge that I have created is an overarching plan of aggression and destruction against Zach Bagan and his his enterprise that will leave the paranormal world aflame. Oh, wow. All right. I'm ready for this. It's a pitch for a show because I think that the one thing that this episode shows more than anything is that Zach cannot handle not being the top dog. Zach can't handle being irrelevant. So I want to make him irrelevant with a pilot episode for the Travel Channel of Paranormal Zaddies, starring Murray Silver 
and Richard Sennett, the most powerful ghost men that Zach Bagans never calls on again. You've got the, the hyper-intelligent, calm reason of the historian Richard Sennett. And you've got the pure, brash, bravado, rock star energy of Murray Silver. Those oh, powers man. combined, those zaddy that powers. Is the grumpy old men of the paranormal world. The odd You couple. got it, baby. Oh, man. And you know what? I'm going to tack on top of that just to, just to twist the knife a little. You know who films it? The best cinematographer we know, Aaron Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get a side gig because Zach doesn't pay him. <laughs> and their first guest that they call in, of course, on the, the, the first episode ever of Paranormal Zaddies, they're going to need somebody who's connected to the psychic world. Uh-oh. Sheila comes <laughs> back with a vengeance. She Sheila and the, uh, and the, the witchy lady. Oh, uh, Sh Sheila and Bloody Mary. Oh yeah, and Nova Flurry, just the the like tr the trio of the hot gilfs of the of the so, paranormal world. So really, what we're talking about is we are studying Zach Bagans through his show, and we are realizing his weak points, which are the guests that he is not better than, oh. and we are just going to ally all of them against him. Wow, see. He didn't learn the lesson that he should have this entire time, which is, it's not about the ghosts that you hunt, it's about the friends you make on the way. And he gave up on those friends, and we're going to turn that on him. I can't wait for the season premiere in 2022, Witches and Warlocks. Let's try and get this hap like get it trending on Twitter, Paranormal Zaddies, starring Richard Sennett and Murray Silver. <laughs> Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Well, that's it, man. That's freaking <laughs> it. That's it. That's a, that's a very slow and melancholy battle. But I like it. Yeah. It, it it's hurt. Again, it's a, it's a, it hurt. But, but I liked it. <laughs> It's a piece on the board of our ultimate overarching campaign against Zach Bagans. We can get an ally in Nick by whispering the sweet, sweet the MK Ultra trigger words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we make him our, our Manchurian candidate, and we make Zach sweat in his boots as we make him more and more irrelevant with our beautiful shows that we're going to make. We are coming up to the last episode of season two. We've almost made it. Zach Bagans boards a plane for England to go to the ancient Ram Inn. And just to wet your whistle, he talks to an insane old British person with shitty pants. <laughs> a yes. ritual by a chubby British witch happens. Oh. And there is a succubus involved. Oh, oh man! Thank you, witches and warlocks, for listening. And Eric, hey, love you, buddy. Hey. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> Good night. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. Me and Eric really appreciate it. We love doing this nonsense. So if you love it. 
please follow us on Twitter at CFMITD. Please send all of your questions, your fan art of Zach doing horrible things to Aaron to Aaron, spelled A-A-R-O-N, is a bottom biatch, B-I-A-T-C-H, at gmail.com. Find us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review, like us, give us some five stars. It helps promote the show. If you want to share it around, show your friends, we would really appreciate it. Thanks. We love you. Have a good night.